Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. It is Kaya and Erin, but we have a very special guest. She's kind of an Instagram live superstar and she's a talk show hostess, basically, because that's how I feel about her lives. We were blessed with having a chance to go on, uh, I think a few months ago, our friend Chelsea from Ono Bravo. How are you, girl? Thank you for having me on. What an introduction. You guys are just like fully feeding my delusions. Yes, I am a talk show show host. Wendy Williams, watch out. Yeah, I mean, honestly, (laughs) you got the hot topics of Bravo, which is the hottest (laughs) topics of them all. And also just like your style in general is just like a bunch of just posting whatever the hell you feel like it. And like, we love it. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, my brain is fully broken, just like Jax Taylor. I need the ace bandage. So I'm glad other people are along for the journey. Okay, so we're going to get to know Chelsea a little bit more later on in the show. But, you know, we have a few things to cross off our list first. And we are going to start with the Real Housewives of Potomac. Those who listened to our last episode with Ryan Bailey, we kind of went into what we predicted would happen. At the reunion, you know, there have been some disputes on the drama. Some people are saying that it's not nearly as dramatic as the rumors said. But you know what? In my head, it's going to be chaos. So I don't really care, especially because Andy said that they were thinking about making it four parts instead of three. So. Oh, my God, the drama. Yeah, I'm fully for it. That, like, extends just reunions for, like, a month long, and that's fine with me. Don't you kind of feel like Andy Cohen is kind of like um, like a parent of a child, though? That, like, he's always going to tell us it's great. Like, if my three-year-old presents me with total garbage, I'm like, oh, what a beautiful painting. You're It's so perfect. You're so talented. And I feel like that's how Andy is. Like, he's always telling us Beverly Hills is like better than ever. And I'm like, you're a liar. You're a liar, Andy. And you know what? I think that it's fine with me because I go in every time he dukes me every time. I'm like, (laughs) oh, no, 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 you guys. Andy said that this season (laughs) is like no other with every single show and season and I think that I would rather that than him saying well this is kind of toned down it's kind of like a filler season or a filler reunion because I just like to play with the what ifs and like well what if these two get into a fight and and I mean honestly if he were to tell the whole truth would we really want to look at it no yeah andy takes to twitter and it's like just don't even bother guys it's bad it's real bad <laughs> don't watch the season was a waste of time sorry, guys. <laughs> to be honest we're sorry <laughs> okay but what we do want to talk about considering you know the reunion is the fashions <laughs> the looks have been revealed and Let's just say it's not at all what we expected. Like, it's not terrible, but I feel like for Real Housewives of Potomac, they could have stepped it up a lot, even with just, like, the set. So what we're going to do is, Chelsea, if you could, if you have your phone near you, mm-hmm. can you go to our profile, Bravo Wild Black, and scroll down to where we posted all of the reunion looks? We are going to rate the reunion looks from one to five. 
Okay. Are right. we ranking them or we're just like, like we can have multiple bad ones? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. You can have like everyone one to five. So, okay. 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 We're going to start off with Giselle, which personally, I feel like Monique and Giselle were the front runners. And when Giselle is a front runner, <laughs> that's kind of odd. <laughs> so yeah. I give Giselle's look um, out of five. I give it a four. I'm going to give it a three. Yeah, I think, okay, this is where, like, for Giselle, if we're looking at her style, it is, like, a 10 out of 5. Like, this is, for her, my, the bar is so low that I'm, like, good job, Giselle. It does give me a little bit of, like, I'm pretty sure somebody in my prom group in 2007 wore this dress. (laughs) I'll give her, like, a 3. Like, I think for her, it's good, but if I'm comparing it to other franchises, like, I could never imagine Dorit or Erica Jane walking out in this. Yeah. I, I definitely feel like, I don't know, with all of them, I was just expecting something better. Oh. I do like that Potomac wears the same color. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was excited when I heard what the set would be like. But just even looking at the set, it kind of looks kind of cheesy. Kind of like yeah. a, a backdrop at prom that you pay the 30 <laughs> bucks for and you give them the ticket. Not and... even the corner in Barnes and Nobles. <laughs> <have> cafe. <laughs> okay, next we have Robin. A lot of people actually really love Robin's look. It For me, I give it like a two. I just feel like the shoulder pads and then it just goes straight down. I don't know. She kind of looks like a caterpillar. <laughs> um, I, yeah. A two. <laughs> See, I liked this one. I would give it like I would give it a, a three point five. Like I think she looks stunning. I think Robin is just. I mean, this whole cast is stunning, but I think yeah. Robin is definitely. I think this is a good look for her. I love the form fitting. I love the like satin look. I like it. Okay, that's fair enough. And I now because I, I've seen Robin like really do it up. Mm-hmm. I just think yeah. that Giselle and Robin they're so gorgeous that they don't really put too much thought. That's probably and so like what they're wearing because they know that they have face and they have they have the pretty people eyes. privilege they, yeah, they exactly. don't have to worry about I'm so glad though that Robin didn't break out one of her party city wigs for this occasion like <laughs> oh just God, so yeah. relieved honestly I think she read I think she read the tw- the tweets and everything <laughs> about like, okay, her Tatiana wig. <laughs> Next we have Kern the Grand Dame. You know what? At first I didn't love it. I thought that it was uh, too much going on. Like you have like lace and you have like the V cut and you have a strap and you have one leg showing. But now that I reevaluate it, it, she kind of ate them up. Like Mm -hmm. just for this (laughs) reunion compared to her castmates, I'm actually going to change my mind and give Kern a four. I'm going to give her a four too. I think like she is stunning. She has had one of the biggest glow ups on Bravo of all time. Especially. And like from, I remember in season one, like when they were like at the pool talking and Giselle had that terrible wig and Karen also kind of had a terrible, (laughs) terrible wig. So now Karen is like a style icon, especially in our confessionals. You know, my favorite look of Karen's is that, cinderella-esque blue that she wears in her in her yeah oh my god it's so gorgeous all the confessionals have been really good this year on potomac yeah yeah the confess and i'm like where is that energy at the reunion Mm -hmm. like the reunion is like especially because you had a freaking in-person reunion 
tired of what they literally they literally filmed the season last year so i'm what are you giving karen i'm gonna give karen a five and here's why because i feel (laughs) like she's the highest rated for me as far as what i see Mm -hmm. i don't necessarily like the hair with the dress but i definitely like if she changed her hair that dress would be like yeah popping i I like Mm -hmm. it a lot so next we have monique obviously um Okay, so here's the thing about Monique. Her hair, always done. Outfit, always, like, amazing. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is just a Monique that's, you know, filming an event and not a reunion Monique. Even though she did well compared to her co-stars, I just feel like she could have, like, I don't know, kind of stepped it up a bit, but I still give it a four. Yeah, I think I'll give it a four, too. I mean, her body, again, a person with pretty people privilege. Like, she is <laughs> yeah. always stunning. Sick she's always me. done up. Like, it is a stunning, like, she just looks stunning because she's always stunning. But she's I think, the most again, consistent. she's the most consistent. But I think, again, like, I'm comparing, if I, I'm comparing to her other castmates, but if this was on another franchise, I don't know if I would give it a four. Right. What do you think? I, I would say a four, too. I feel like Monique's here with Kieran's dress. Because you love bobs. Aaron is like a bob connoisseur. And Monique did the damn thing with her bob, but she always does the damn thing with her hair. So, yeah. A four is fair. Next we have... (laughs) Don't laugh. We have... Tell us old as time. Song is old as rhyme. Beauty four degrees <laughs> thank you for bringing it home for me because i was really dragging it oh i mean i don't think anybody wants to hear me sing so i'll leave it at that <laughs> wendy i don't completely hate it i just don't feel that it was appropriate you don't like, completely hate it no i don't completely hate it because she looks like a she looks like aurora she looks gorgeous but i just don't think like it was appro- she looks like aurora she does look like aurora or wait, no, Belle. I'm like, what? <laughs> That's she what looks like. like a Disney princess is my point. But mm-hmm. I just don't think that you need to look like a Disney princess at the reunion. Like, I don't know. I give it literally a three. Wow. Okay. My goodness. That's a hot <laughs> take. Somewhere at home, <laughs> somewhere at home, Brittany Couchy is like, I love that dress. Oh, I'm going to have her at my next party. I love that dress. Brittany is like, can we get remarried, Jax? <laughs> <laughs> I give this a straight up one out of five. This, like, <laughs> Wendy, Dr. Wendy is such a beautiful woman i actually really like she does take fashion risks that 80s prom confessional look is is tough for me but she like she really can turn it out and for her this to be her first reunion look like i just can't imagine a world that i at my first reunion would see that dress and be like yes (laughs) that's the one (laughs) that's why i was like it's not it wasn't a complete dud for me. I just don't feel like it should be at the reunion. What do you think, Erin? Where do you um, think it should be? I'm sorry. Where do you think this dress should be? I think it should be at a themed, like, <laughs> a themed event. Like, uh-huh. if you, you know how they have themed events? Like, even in Married to Medicine, I think they had, like, a prom event or, like. Okay, yeah. If Fair. they had a themed event, I feel like she would literally be a five out of five. But for a reunion, this is definitely not okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> um, it reminds me of my grandma's tablecloth, like the 90s one back <laughs> in the day. But also because it, it looks as if she kidnapped 
Belle and Belle. took her dress. <laughs> I see the dress, but I don't see Belle. I um, see Belle. I see a Belle of the ball. So I'm going to give it a, a, a two. I'll be nice and give it a two. You don't have to be nice. Chelsea straight up gave her a one. No, because I, I've been giving it. Wendy a lot of shit. Wait till I give out my zero. Who <laughs> <laughs> earned the zero? Okay, well. Oh, okay. I just yeah. swiped and we see who earned the zero. Candace, this was just a complete miss. <laughs> like, she has this bow and then she's wrapped in, like, I don't know what she's, material it is. And then it's a split, but what she is serving is face yeah. and skin. And, like, torso. like Yeah, like, collarbone, baby. Yeah, like, a model. Strong. Like, you can mm-hmm. see that collarbone. So, I definitely... I fucking hate the bow 100%. But as just for her face, I'll give her literally a two. What about the hair? The hair, I'm not impressed. Like the the braid isn't <laughs> the braid isn't like put together enough to me. So just straight from you know face and skin, she gets the two. I give her okay. This is not my zero. I give what? her. I give her the two point five. I think she looks stunning. I like the hair. I wish the bow was not there. Like she definitely is going to this reunion. Like I'm the poor innocent little girl. I've got a bow. She's I'm like, not I in the wrong. I am the gift. <laughs> yeah, I am the gift. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it's not good. It's it's definitely not good. But it's not it's not my. Zero. I'm just shocked that this isn't your zero. Aaron? So what that means is <laughs> you didn't give your Aaron's you doing the math. <laughs> I'm like, oh no. Um, with with Candace, I'll give her a two. I'll give her and Wendy both a two. Um, Candace, it would have been a one, but but she is giving face. So yeah, like she's serving yeah. face and collarbone, which I respect. A two. It saved her. So we we are now arriving at Chelsea's zero, and that is Ashley Darby. And that's what I just figured out. So <laughs> please explain why she got a zero. Okay, if you think that Robin Dixon is a caterpillar, this is like mid chrysalis. She's emerging as a as a butterfly, and it is not going well for her. <laughs> it, I it, I love like I've been pregnant two times. I love dressing a bump. I love right. like showing off the bump. There are so she is also a stunning woman, and like for her to choose this dress is just tragic. Zero out of five. Okay. <laughs> you know so what? You I respect it. I respect it, and you gave really good points. And I feel, yeah, like my biggest thing is that pregnant pregnant women are so adorable. She's at the stage where she's bigger, so you know her tummy is like pronounced and it's round, and it's able to be fond all over. You know, she was pregnant at the last reunion too, I believe right when they were in yeah, white and it, she she killed it yeah she did so with this i'm just i don't understand why it has like the wings like i want to see her literally extend yeah. her fucking arms and see <laughs> the design and then i am not a fan of the hair just swooped to the side like it's like she kind of just twisted it with her hand and just left it on the side I'm not a fan of it, and I guess just because of the belly, I'm going to give her a one. I'll give Ashley a three. What? Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to give her a three because out of all the women, she at least had an excuse, which is she's pregnant. Right. 
Um, maybe like she had another dress and the the dress didn't fit, or I'm just gonna cut her. So you're just straight up making up a backstory to justify you getting a five. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I am. I am. I am. So I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Ashley a three. Okay. And what do we think about like I don't I didn't upload it to my profile, but there's a picture of them under a bunch of umbrellas, which I don't know if it was. Um, uh, uh, I don't know why they're under a bunch of umbrellas. <laughs> the set, I give a zero. Yeah, the set the is set. tragic. They definitely are trying to do the callback to the Monique umbrella, which I find a very interesting move to be like, this whole season's about how we shouldn't resort to violence. Let's just totally be like, tee hee hee, remember that time the Monique <laughs> strangled Robin with an umbrella? Wait, she didn't strangle I'm like, I don't remember that scene. No, yeah. They definitely almost got me. Yeah. But then I was also hearing that it could be from, like, Portugal. Like, they have an exhibit or something where there's a bunch of umbrellas. Either way, like, it was just very odd to see them all posing under the umbrellas. I hate the set. I hate the fashions. I think out of all of them that, like, Andy was dressed the best because he had a, a yellow tie and he looked great. I, I don't know. It just wasn't what I, what I was expecting. But you know what? Since the fashion wasn't all that good, I feel like maybe this means that the reunion was. And yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. yeah, I guess it's the opposite of like a Beverly Hills reunion where they're like, well, we came dressed to perfection, so we don't <laughs> yeah. need to give you literally anything. And the thing is, those bitches from Beverly Hills, we only saw them from like halfway up. it wasn't uh, until like yeah. instagram that we saw the whole look, and they still killed it like honestly like all of them even unfortunately teddy the only it's the only thing i can think of is maybe they just didn't get a budget maybe they just like i i just don't know i don't know because look new york had their in-person reunion so what were they aware that this was going to be in person was this yeah all, like a on-the-spot thing they knew it was going to be in person because they just did the New York one in person. It's just that I don't understand. Like, if they needed help, they could have asked us. The the certified (laughs) Robaholics. Like, I have a bunch of ideas. I have my own green screen and everything. You know, I could could have literally went on, like, Fashion Nova's website and picked out a look for all of them and it would have been at least a four each. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe next reunion. Yeah, next reunion, maybe they'll consult me with the fashion. Me, Aaron, Chelsea's also here. So, Bravo, (laughs) if you're listening, you know, we come cheap. Just give us some tickets to BravoCon and we can make it do what it do. Ask, believe, receive, honestly. (laughs) Okay, so that's all we wanted to talk about with Real Housewives of Potomac. I mean, we saw the episode. I don't really want to go over the episode because I don't like how they did karen like karen's picture like there was nothing wrong with karen's picture you know it it looked like karen and she was actually kind of like serving face and she was serving cheekbone and honestly jawline jawline yeah and like her hair was done so i didn't really understand what the problem what the problem was like that was just rude as fuck for no reason and they were acting as if they looked better like yeah Giselle. Wendy. (laughs) It was just weird. (laughs) Like, how are you going to have the Potomac women on your, on your website to sell the product and not have the grand dom? Like, come on. Yeah. All of them. And it, 
she went on Wendy Williams though. And I will say she read them for filth. It was definitely, Wendy Williams called it out for like ageism, <laughs> which I feel like it was because there was nothing wrong with the picture. Wendy's picture wasn't the best. And they were like, oh, it looks great. Like it was weird. So, you know, Karen was like, um, she called out Giselle for her every hue beauty is completely discontinued, which by the way is true because I've tried to find her every hue beauty online and it's out of stock everywhere so it's just weird everything is weird (laughs) Aaron is there something you would like to add to it I just feel like I'm excited for the reunion I don't want to recap that episode yeah I don't like how they treated Karen it was just a kind of a rude Um, episode and then also I felt bad it was like after I got done watching it, I was like, why would they do that to Karen? Like, that was, it was just a completely little weird. fucked up. And you could obviously tell they were upset with her because she didn't side with them and join their clique mm-hmm. with the whole Monique thing. So. And I miss Monique. Like, yeah. I would honestly, see Monique in a while. Yeah. I honestly would rather see Monique and Chris instead of like Giselle and Robin teaming up on Karen's looks, which there's nothing wrong with her looks. I mean, for goodness sakes, Rihanna is a Karen stand, and I think that that says a lot in itself. But moving on, we were blessed. Hashtag blessed. (laughs) Because, you know, (laughs) Real Housewives of Salt Lake City revolves heavily around religion in a different way. We were blessed with two episodes this week. And it you know, some people were saying that they were scared that the next two episodes wouldn't be as good as the premiere. And, you know, Aaron made a very good point. There was just so much to address and wrap up that, you know, it, it can't possibly like go from yeah. amazing to shitty because it's continuing drama. Yeah, definitely. I about feel like- episode two. Episode two, I loved learning more about Whitney because I think she didn't really get a fair shake that first episode. I think there was so much to unpack and like right. tell the audience about in episode one that Whitney kind of was just like there. She got that like weird bow new Yeah, like we didn't really get to know her. So I liked learning more about her her story, her background, her like, you know, coming to terms with leaving the church. I really think it's super brave and important that they're talking about addiction in such a frank, real manner. That being said, I will not stop making fun of the dead crow on that man's head. I, 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 I can both be rooting for him and also be rooting for him to get a new hairstyle. <laughs> and that was the most shocking thing about it is that like, okay, um, you know, that's Whitney's dad, you know, she was in an affair with her boss and now they're married, you know, she kind of left the church. But then the most shocking thing to find out was that this man owned a salon. (laughs) (laughs) With his like scene boy, fallout boy, like 2008 mop on his head. And I'm just like, what the fuck is really going on? Like he was actually (laughs) in charge of other people's, head and he was damn good at it i just didn't know what to think when i first seen it like i just looked up at the tv screen and i'm like i remember reading the captions <laughs> because it's like my dad actually owned a salon and he taught students and like all this stuff and i'm like wait he he did what i did hear a saying back then um they say like the best dressers have the like worst hairstyles like, because they're so busy doing hair that they don't have time to do their own. 
So right. like maybe. <laughs> but I mean, this is like a conscious like, decision what? because like not only is it like a mop, but it's completely dyed yes. the blackest of black. Yeah. Like it's a choice kind of thing. And then I'm the- not convinced that he's not using just straight up like car oil or like <laughs> shoe polish like there is something there is a deep deep darkness to that hair that i don't think a out of the box dye can give you yeah like it has to be it's like some pure beans. black paint like every day <laughs> but yeah with that being said we can make fun of his hair because it is a central storyline for me personally but i love the fact that he was so well, both of them were so vulnerable about what happened to his life. And, mm-hmm. you know, like it all started from, I guess, the divorce. And then he started using drugs. Then he lost everything. Now he's, you know, sober, getting sober or whatever. And on top of that, I just think that, like, not only is it important for viewers to see, but it's also important to see, like, um, since we're going with that whole storyline of, religion in Utah, since it is so big, that mm-hmm. he's willing to, you know, go to Mary's church when she's not Mormon, they're Pentecostal, right? Yeah. And Whitney is like, if anyone can put their hands on him, it's just like, a, I mean, a deeper conversation just about faith. Like, in that moment, he's looking for guidance, he's looking for God, and, you know, we're all that was a, a very spiritual coming together. Yeah, it was very spiritual. Mm-hmm. And it, I think it's interesting to, you know, kind of get to see Mary and her element yeah. when he, they do go. I was fully ready to join Mary's cult after that scene. I was like, yep, <laughs> sign me up. I will be there. I will pay for your odor gland removal. Like, what do I need to do? Because <laughs> I thought it was so, I thought it was so sweet. And I thought it was such a sweet scene that Meredith came to support and that they were yeah. like, just really like, they were so supportive of Whitney's dad of like, whatever you need, wherever you need to go to feel loved and accepted, we're here for you. And I think that that's just such an important thing, especially like in 2020 to like, remember that we all have those commonalities and we can all be there for each other. Even if we don't share those specific beliefs in each other, like the underlying thing is that we're all human beings and like, we should just look out for each other and support each other. Yeah. It was so beautiful. Like, I, I haven't really seen anything like that inspirational on, well, with spirituality. Yeah, probably. I, I don't think we've ever really seen that on, have we? Like, there's been times I think they went to church, but I don't think, nothing like, like that, though. Yeah, not, not one different... of the actual housewives being like a yeah, this preacher. is a different vibe than like Tamara being baptized in a pool. This was like, yeah. this was <laughs> it a wasn't very like a, spiritual. Oh, it's yeah. my son's Christianing today. They were in a whole blah, blah, blah. But it was just, yeah. it was nice to see. Okay. And then also, speaking of Meredith, we saw her and her husband like come to terms with what's going on in their marriage. And that was like really raw and open too, because I feel like. I don't know. When people think of people divorcing or separating, they always automatically go to who cheated or, (laughs) you know, like finances or something like that. But it's just like sometimes people genuinely like when you have kids, you grow apart. You have kids and a career. You grow apart and don't even realize how it's happening until you're sitting there. and You're like, well, I'm unhappy. 
Are you unhappy? Well, I'm single, so if I'm unhappy, no, I mean, I mean, that's like the usual <laughs> question that's asked. It's like you know, a mutual conversation. That's, that's yeah, in general, that. like I'm not happy. What did you think about that scene? I feel like Salt Lake City's MO is to just like drop these bombs and be like, oh, by the way, this is happening because they literally like I was kind of (laughs) expecting it to be that typical like pacing where we kind of see them struggling. We see them, you know, drifting apart and then maybe at the end they right into it and they announced they're separated. But They literally were just like, so who did you tell that we're separated? I'm like, well, you, sir, are saying (laughs) it on national television. So actually, you're the one saying it. And I'm like, wait, you guys are separated. (laughs) I feel like I it was so interesting. So I watched it with my husband and we had totally different takes. I kind of viewed it as like, I was like, Oh, he's like really wanting to fight for this. He wants her back. And my husband was like, Oh, this dude is a monster. Like this watch out for him. And I was like, Oh, really? so, yeah. Like he got really Why does bad he think that way though. Um, he said like, he feels like he's like a control freak. Like even the whole phone discussion, he's like, I feel like there's something that hasn't been said yet. And I think I agree with him on this. Like her doing this show is probably she's making that choice for her and not for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of the whole phone thing, I definitely feel <laughs> like I was on Meredith's side. Like just don't go through my phone. Like we're adults. We're clearly not in the best place. Like even if I'm not doing dirty on my phone, I just feel a type of way about someone just even feeling like, they need they to go, go through, through phone. my phone like it's my phone mm-hmm. but then there are some people who are like oh if she's not doing anything wrong then what's the problem it's more of like the principle for me personally I, I, yeah. I agree with that I feel like if we are as close as we say we are even if we're going through like a tough space or whatever I'm just a very I'm the type of person I like my own space I like my own stuff and like don't go in my phone yeah like I, I don't really need people. to go in your phone either unless it lights up and it's like you know <laughs> Wait, so moment, you don't want them going through your phone but you're like, but like can you, I have your phone please yeah but I wouldn't ask you know it's one of those things that you kind of just do on your own time you don't really ask you just kind of go for it but whatever he was he wasn't out okay if this is a different situation and he didn't ask her how would you feel about that? Then she like she really shit it and she <laughs> messed up because it's like you should have blocked your phone and you should have had your phone on you at all the time. Wait, you're saying you don't believe in people asking to see the phone. You just want you people just want to want take them. it. Yeah, I just feel like if if you want to know something that bad, realistically asking someone isn't going to show them. You know what I mean? If if I ask. If you're cheating on me and I ask to see your phone, obviously you're going to do what you need to do. You're going to delete the text. You're going to make up whatever excuse you have see, to make up. But see, we don't know if she's necessarily cheating on him. It was just he yeah. wanted to see her phone. What if she's not cheating? <laughs> what do you like think about rela- the phone situation? Yeah, I think if a relationship gets to the point where you feel compelled to see your partner's phone, whether it be asking or snooping, I think that you're like in a danger zone. I always just think like, but on the flip side of that, I do think, you know, like sometimes if I'm, if like my daughter's doing something cute and I, and my husband's phone's like right there, I'll like pick up his phone to take a picture. Like, I think that that's like different, but if I were to do that and he would be like, wait, 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 I'll take the picture. I I would be like, um, excuse me, sir. What is on your phone? (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, now I want to see it because you shouldn't have acted like that. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> that's a that's just like a crappy situation. It is honestly, and I and I feel bad for her because it kind of does make you look like you're hiding something. Like even mm-hmm. if you're not, you know, because you're just so stern on like, no, you can't see my phone. Is it really a that big of a deal to like end a marriage over someone not seeing? You know, but then they're also in a place where they're allegedly separated. So yeah. that is where it gets blurry. Like, if you're married, then it's like you should be able yeah. to go through your partner's phone. But if you guys are separated, it's like, then what are you looking for? Because I, you're doing you, I'm doing me. Unless you guys are de- debating whether or not you want to get back together. You're kind of in that space where you're seeing, like, what happens. and Right, but I feel like them. if you find something and we're separated, <laughs> I'm well within my rights to be talking to whoever the hell I want to talk to because it's we're the, separated. It's the, yeah, it's the, the Ross, Ross and we Rachel. Were a, we, we were on, on a break, break. type shit. Yeah. So, like, there's just so many different elements to it that I feel like in this situation, I feel like she definitely didn't need to give her his phone because they're talking about being separated even if she wasn't doing dirt maybe because me personally i if i'm not cheating i'm definitely like and we're in a bad space i'm definitely shit talking you to my friends it's <laughs> yes. like oh, yeah. i fucking hate this dude like he's getting on my fucking nerves <laughs> he blah, sent me blah, a and coffin I'm... of flowers like that's not romantic <laughs> that's very eerie <laughs> exactly and it's just like i don't want you to see that either so there's uh, so many different things that you just don't want your partner to really see but how do you think he would react if he were to see that like do you think that he would respect her for telling the truth and just like i don't know being i feel like no it would be straight up another argument and it would hurt whatever progress we're trying to make or it would definitely affect what we're trying to do so like i'm not going to go through your phone and you're not going to go through my phone and we're just going to figure out what we're doing like this is just between us like I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, fuck off. It's my phone. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's what you were getting at. (laughs) So then we also see a little bit more into Heather and um, her situation, which was, you know, she was like her husband had bank. They were on top of the world. Also in her family, they haven't had a divorce. And she opens up about being one of the first people in her, you know, line or her generation to get divorced and that definitely was it's a hard situation like Jen Shaw was telling her it's just like dude you shouldn't have to stay just because you know of your religion you know you guys weren't happy she said it straight up I married him because he was Mormon right I think that's what she said so it's just like that's you shouldn't have to like just suck it up and try to like make things work because that's your life dude like you're gonna look back just like she's looking back right now you know a lot of people say that you know um a lot of divorced people are like you know if i never would have met him then i wouldn't have my kids and you know my kids are my focal point which i understand but at the same time it's like you don't need to show your kids especially your daughters that you have to stay just because of you know you're married Definitely. yeah i agree it's it's you can also show your kids like it's it's okay to leave if you're not happy and it's okay to choose a different path you know but it sucks because he ended up leaving her yeah it sucks because she definitely didn't choose it i think she's definitely at the start of her new journey of her new chapter and i don't think she's necessarily like she even says like i would go back and she said they never loved each other she says she doesn't even know if she's ever been in love before in her life like i just feel like she doesn't quite know her worth yet and obviously like 
she's a housewife now. She's famous. Like this is going to be a whole new chapter for her. And I hope we get to see her kind of develop that self-worth and self-confidence to be like, oh, I do. I am worthy of love and I am worthy of having a life outside of this loveless marriage. And I feel bad for her because it very much seems like this wasn't her decision and she would go back to like the way it was if she had the chance. Exactly. It sucks. But um, maybe, you know, housewives is coming just in time to show her like, yo, you're that bitch because, you know, Mm -hmm. she has a fan base that love her. And obviously with this, you know, she's going to be traveling outside of Utah even more so than she did before, just because she's in the Bravo verse now. And, you know, she's definitely, if they have a season two, Heather and Jen, honestly, I feel like all of them, they're going to get asked back. So, you know, there's going to be more opportunity for her to meet more men and, I mean, I know this is controversial, but she said that she likes black guys. So maybe she needs yeah. to find her a nice chocolate, a Mr. <laughs> chocolate man, but not Giselle's husband. She needs to find her a single Mr. Chocolate and she needs to go for it, even if it's just dating. I feel like they should have Portia from Housewives of Atlanta come on and like set her up with a whole bunch of men. <laughs> yes. Can you imagine her dating? And I want Jen Shaw to join in. Yes. Like have a dating show for Heather Gay. That'd be amazing. We'd love to see it. Honestly, I would love to see it because she does. I've said this on another podcast, but she gives me like Michael Scott, Dunder Mifflin vibes, like where (laughs) she like you root for her. She's so likable, but like every confessional, I'm kind of sitting there like, okay, where's this sentence going? Where are we going with this Heather? And then I'm like, okay, we missed that one by like, we, we skirted by that thing. So I, I really like her. I find her so likable. And I think, yeah, she's going to be a fan favorite for sure. She already is. Mm-hmm. especially because after like lisa not knowing her and then her being like open to talking things out and wanting to squash it and like move on move forward from that i think it's hilarious because like she was so offended by lisa saying that you know she doesn't know her but lisa is more offended that she got a thumbs up <laughs> what the fuck is this thumbs up like what okay do you feel yes like if someone sends you a thumbs up, it's they're shitting on you? Yes, a hundred percent. I have been having this. It's so funny. I have been having this argument with my mom for years. <laughs> like we have years. had this conversation years since emojis came out because. To me, it's the it's the equivalent of like a K period or like, you know, when you like you purposely end a text message with a period to be like, bitch, like yeah. that is, I would send my mom something or we'd be in a group chat and like somebody would send like a super long message and my mom hits them with the thumbs up. And I'm like, mom, that is so, so rude. rude. And she's like, no, I mean it like, got it. And I'm like, yes, no, that's literally I like, get it. like I, I could imagine somebody cutting me off in traffic, but I have my kids in the back seat and I'd be like, like thumbs up like thanks asshole yeah (laughs) i think that it also depends on you know the it's always context i feel and since lisa's message was what did she say she's like i'm excited or i'm so excited yeah i'm so excited to see you and she's like but at the same time it's like you guys are having a conversation about how you just said that you didn't know me so what do you want me to say i'm excited to see you too like you know <laughs> on top of that she might have been busy or doing something i know i usually sometimes i'll like a message i won't even respond yeah i do that too yeah 
So I think the fact she said it was a F you, but it yeah. was so funny. I had Amanda um, from it's all happening with Amanda on my live last night. And she mm-hmm. said like that we've had some of the most Mormon fights ever. Like we're literally fighting over a thumbs up emoji. Like Heather is so pure that she's like not even going to send the middle finger. Like the most vicious <laughs> she's going to be is sending the thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it gets serious when she sends a thumbs up. (laughs) As far as, okay, so Heather and Whitney are cousins and they both kind of have a thing with Lisa. So it's definitely going to escalate. And we are seeing something again where in the, like the kind of like the Kenya situation where someone is kind of like slandering your business on a show. I understand like, but well, I don't really want to say I understand both sides. I think that it was very ungrateful for Whitney to accept free tequila and then complain about the service that she got. What do you think? Uh, free tequila is free tequila. Right. Like, I would have no complaints. I mean, if it's not good, I'm not going to write you a whole essay or like get on TV and be like, hey, your shit's not good. But I'm just not going to drink it and I just go about But her problem was that it wasn't even like the quality of the tequila. It was that I think she said that they ran out and then the bartenders were drunk or something like that. And it's like those bartenders, we we recently were blessed enough to like um, with Church of Bravo and that Bravo Life, shout out to them. They set up a Zoom with Lisa Varlow and Lisa couldn't be nicer. She stayed on the Zoom with us for two hours and she kind of explained that this was a contracted, like they were contracted bartenders. And also the situation wasn't what Whitney explained it to be. And now it's like, she's putting out there on national TV that not only did I not send enough free tequila to her, but also the, those people that were hired weren't good bartenders. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of like fucked up. Yeah, because if that was the situation, she could have definitely pulled her to the side to tell her that. Like, if you were that worried about her business or just like if your experience was that shitty and you need to express it. Don't say it on camera it because on it's camera. just the only, like... The only devil's advocate thing I'll say for that is because they filmed the wedding, maybe Whitney was thinking they were going to show the drunk bartenders already. So she was going to bring it up, but she totally lost me. I could have understood if she was like, thank you so much for the tequila. Even if she wanted to talk about how they ran out, like we ran out so quick because everybody loved it. It it was so good. Everybody was like lit. Like it was great. And then she could have said, I know that you contract these people out just for your heads up. Like they were drinking, they were getting drunk on their own supply. Like you might not want to use them in the future, but like the tequila was great. If she had said that, I totally would have been on her side. Cause like if I was a business owner, I would want to know. That's like, you know, useful feedback mm-hmm. but right, it and it's not like, slandering yeah. her business but then she got into the like and we ran out by six it's like okay she gave yeah. you like even if she gave you one bottle you should say thank you so much it was so good we like it kind of made it seem like she was like saying she was cheap or something yeah and what lisa told us is that they were working on like a home bar they didn't have any bar backs it was just like a few people there doing all the things that you would do in a restaurant with free tequila so it's just like it came off very ungrateful 
It did. And and I hope that they squash this and move past it because I don't want this to be the thing that <laughs> makes us dislike Whitney. Like, because I like, yeah, I, I like really Whitney. I Even though her voice, like, I can't. I, I love her voice. I can't do her voice. But her as a person, <laughs> like, I was listening to It's All Happening and you guys were like, Whitney, you know, even though she seems to be like this clean cut, like, oh my God, kind of girl. Like, she has like a tattoo. So she does have a wild side. At the end of the day, you know, she did leave her husband and go with this older guy that was her boss. So she does have this different side to her. And then now that we've gotten to know how everything went down and we got into know and love her dad, you know, like now I just want to protect her dad. Like, yeah, hair yeah. or whatever. Like, that's <laughs> our baby. <laughs> yeah, I think that it's so sweet. I love her relationship with her dad. You can tell, like, you know, they're those girls that was like, I was a daddy's girl, but like, you can tell that they have that real sweet, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. that's how I am with my dad. We've always been so close. So I can only imagine if like my dad was struggling with something like that and I could, like, I would do anything I could do to make him better or to help him on that journey. So yeah, I really like Whitney, but this one, I was like, you're kind of wrong. Yeah, for this you're one, in the wrong Whitney. for that one. And hopefully, you know, she is able to make it right on camera or it whatever. It's kind of sad for me though, because she's like, what did I do? Like she, she gave me those kind of vibes. Like she wasn't really sure. She didn't, I don't think she think she came off the way she came off. And then on top of that, like, I think Lisa kind of, threatened her to like <laughs> expose 100%. that they were swinging like <laughs> oh you're gonna like fuck with my business let's talk about how you guys are swingers like wait let's talk about that tin can line of communication your family's known for like what <laughs> like, what does that even and mean I've seen that and and i seen somebody on twitter say uh it was like tanya with yeah, the, like, situation. yeah, and I'm then like, Kenya comes back with I like the cookie, the cookie lady. lady. <laughs> Insane. As far as okay, so <laughs> Meredith, we, yeah, not we, but Aaron has a hard time. I do not. Okay, certain things. Lisa and Meredith really confuse me. I don't know. It's like certain. I don't know. I get to. I know who Lisa is and Meredith only because Lisa has like an edge to her. She has a certain yeah. genesequa, and she's a little bit more relatable because she's always like, okay, we're going to Sonic, we're going to Taco Bell, I need a Diet Coke with light ice. Like, she's more relatable. <laughs> That's what made me, like, realize that was Lisa. And then with mm-hmm. Meredith, like, for me, the, the thing that makes her stand out is that she's the one with the son who's an icon. She mm-hmm. has Brooks. But, the, okay, so we see a little bit more of Brooks, and I'm like, mm, he's an icon. He's still an icon, but I just feel like the whole thing with Jen Shaw, he's like, oh, I saw her vagina and you're making me and my sister so uncomfortable. And I'm just like, mm. and then it's like, he doesn't need a confessional like at all. He so I, I liked the confessional. They keep saying stuff online where um, Maris like, you'll see more. There was more that happened. I'm yeah. like, what happened? Did she just like lift up her dress and like fully show the vulva? Like what, what happened to make that reaction? <laughs> like, yeah. But you know, like I really liked him episode one and two episode three was a episode tough one. Three, I kind of yeah. feel like mm-hmm. he overplayed his hand. Mm-hmm. Like he was giving us hilarious son. Like I want him to be the Greek chorus. I want him to be that like funny person that's saying our thoughts out loud. And it was kind of like he, it gave me the same vibes as when husbands try to jump in the mix and it never goes well for them. It never goes well when a husband jumps in the mix. And, (laughs) and when he was like, 
saying, I can't believe my mom would like hang out with this. I'm like, well, this is her castmate and she gets paid to do so. So don't take away her filming opportunities, Brooks. Exactly. Like you go and you work on your design and you continue to be an icon that chimes in sometimes. Mm -hmm. We don't need you. I personally don't need you in a confessional. I don't need you um, asking why you're hanging around that woman that's acting like that in your house until we see something that warrants that. But just from this episode, that's where I'm like, okay, stop while you're ahead. Yeah, stop yeah. while you're ahead. It's very reminiscent of Dorit for me, of your pretty little puss. Like, <laughs> I, like no, Brooks, we've, we've done this before. We've had Pantygate before. Please don't make us have another Pantygate. funny as hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, I think he was just, he got carried away. Yeah, I, I think that that's he, what it's all about. It, it kind of reminded me of when you're younger, you know, and when your mom's friends come over and you might talk some shit or say yeah. something and it's like you realize you went too far. <laughs> it's like that's how I felt. That was yeah. the moment. But I also feel like I realize what he's trying to do because he's 21 years old. He's going to be on a major network on Bravo and he has a confessional. So he's going to play up the drama because mm-hmm. he knows that he's coming you know, he's going to get a bunch of followers. He's already an icon. We already follow him. We're obsessed with him. But also it's like, don't get ahead of yourself because this, you're not a housewife. Yeah. Don't get ahead so of your stop. own mom. Yeah. Like your mom is the one, is the reason that the cameras are in the room. Yeah. So just stop. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And the last person that I want to talk about these new episodes, we got to see a little bit more into Mary M. Cosby's life, like Jen Shaw says, Miriam Cosby. <laughs> she says the full name, and I don't know. I think that this is kind of a hot take. I don't hate her. Like I thought I was going to hate her, but episode three, especially, um, not just with like the whole church thing, seeing her in her element or whatever, but it's just um, her at home as a mom and a wife. Although she said a few things that really creeped me out, like she she was like the whole <laughs> the story of like how they didn't have sex for two weeks because she told him that she was on her period and then they had sex. It was kind of weird. And then she said another thing. She was like, okay, um, my mom picked out, uh, not my mom, my grandmother picked out my dream guy. And I'm like, oh like it makes me physically cringe but then seeing her with rob senior and rob jr telling him you know he has to go to private school you know you gotta do what mama says and just you know her being a mom like it it makes it it humanizes her more even though i'm trying not to think about the fact that she married her grandmother's you know husband it humanized her more it was just creepy when he called her miss mary like i don't know it's (laughs) kind of like why Oh, that's, yeah, for me, that was the creepy no. part of this whole story. <laughs> no, it was just knowing, like, that that was once her grandma's man. Mm-hmm. And then just that that energy, it was like, it was kind of like a romantic energy. Like, you know what I mean? And it, yeah. It made me and you know that. what else was kind of weird? It's that I thought the falling out with her mom would be about her choosing to marry her grandfather in excuse me instead the falling out was she wanted to be the one 
to marry the grandfather. I gasped. And then to see, then to see Robert Sr. I mean, I know age comes for us all. We're lucky if we're one of the ones that get old, but like the man is not like a prize. I wouldn't like pick him out of a lineup to be like, oh yeah, me and my mom both want at that man. Like Like, you and your mom are fighting over your grandpa. (laughs) What? Just It did humanize her. It was good to see her side of it. I was happy. I was actually pleasantly surprised that she was so open about it of like, Yeah. yeah, this is a weird situation. Yeah. I had to prey on it. Like, yeah, I had to do that it i'm going to continue making the grand mary jokes because she is her yes. own grandmother but i'm doing so because it's so dark that i kind of have to make jokes to be able to <laughs> yes. digest it because if i start to think too deeply into the mary martha marrying her grandfather it just is too much for me so i have to keep making jokes because it's so disgusting yeah you got it's like you gotta <laughs> laugh before you start crying <laughs> yeah like i mean she was young too and then for her to say she was like handpicked it is very i mean i love watching me a cult documentary and it was very like ugh, it's very very icky it's dark yeah, it's something that you wouldn't think like there have been real housewives scandals but there is not been like, I felt like I was her. watching Sister Wives for a minute. Like that yeah. was the weird part about it. Or like a weird episode of 90 Day Fiance, like a really fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because every time they show the scenes of her and her husband, like I love the scenes where she's interacting with the other women, but when they show her and her husband, it just it's this awkward feeling that I get. I'm just like, I'm like, that's waiting for something bad to happen or something really creepy to happen. And then the scene just ends and I'm like, oh, we made okay. it through. We made it through. We did good. We like her. She, she gave birth to her own father. Literally. Like, it's just like connecting the dots. I don't want to think about that. Connecting the dots. <laughs> it just goes to the... I don't want to think about it. But that. she's comfortable with talking about it. So I don't know. I just want to see how this whole shit plays out. About like her super likable though. Yeah, yeah. It was the. It didn't even the first episode. I was like, wow, I really like her because I just felt like she wasn't the type of person to take shit. Like she said what she said. She said that she smelled like hospital, (laughs) (laughs) and she stood by it. And I really respected that, especially when she called the lady on to clarify what she said. And then she dismissed her. She dismissed her and sent her away. I was like, okay, I really (laughs) big dick energy for sure. Well, I'm so excited to see more of Salt Lake City, and it sucks because they're just going to air. If you guys weren't able to see episode three, they're going to air it again next week. And then, you know, even though it's Thanksgiving and we should be thinking about Thanksgiving, I'm still thinking about Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) Southern Charm, the regular Southern Charm. It was pretty fucking boring, but... It just goes to show that Craig is an asshole. This dude literally thought he pushed that conspiracy theory that Corona is caused by 5G. And it's like everyone is taking it seriously. When Chef is taking something more seriously than Craig, we know that we're at a problem. And it just makes more sense on why he went live with Tommy Lauren because two of a kind honestly like that that solidified it for me like that feel, solidified it i feel like you guys set me up 
I feel set up by this because I have not. Been I want to know your thoughts. I that's why I told you watch it because we don't really want to like recap it. We want to know what you think about it. Okay, so I have not been watching. I'm not like boycotting or anything. I just yeah. honestly like I I saw that I Thomas not. Ravenel was going to be on season, episode one, and I was like, no, thank you, no, For thank you, not not today, sir. By but, the way, he's talking shit about the show. Even though he allowed them to film after uh, talking shit about, did the you show. see that he said like, "Oh, I didn't know we were filming." Like, sir, you were Mike. He literally said, <laughs> "Oh my god!" Anyways, like, you shoved that mic pack down those tiny little white pants. You knew damn well you were filming. Tiny whiteies. Um, yeah, I felt set up by this because. <laughs> I have been trying my best. I posted that meme of that that like boy that's like holding his breath so tight all of his veins are popping out. That's how I feel every time Greg <laughs> is brought up because I just want to be like, remember that time you went live on Instagram with Tommy Lahren? Like I just like, <laughs> and I'm trying not I'm trying I think I've made my point. I'm going to let the mouse go. But this honestly like to to see to see the start of coronavirus through Craig's eyes is an experience I never want to experience again. Like I understand. I know that all of us in March, I was one of the people I was like, "Oh, we get a two-week break. Schools are closed and then everything will be fine again because we've never been through something." So I can give him something there that like Obviously, we didn't know it would be November and we'd still be here. I can understand him not taking it seriously at first, but him continuing Mm -hmm. to go to Whitney's house after (laughs) Whitney is like, no, dude, it's serious. And living with Patricia. Like, of course, like, yeah, seeing everybody kind of slowly come to the realization, like, oh, shit, because we all experience that, right? Where we're like, we slowly were like, Oh, we're in denial like and then we're like this is serious but then the fact that of course it was like craig and Catherine who are the ones that are like not even by the end coming to terms with she it. didn't know that school was shutting down and she's the mom <laughs> of two children mm-hmm. how the fuck who who was taking care of these children the nanny forgot to tell her <laughs> <laughs> like what yeah, I um so two notes that I took. One is Patricia Patricia saying that Madison deserves Budweiser. That flashback, I that was, was cackling because it, there are hilarious. so many layers to that of her just unironically being like Madison deserves Budweiser. Because <laughs> <laughs> she meant it. She was dead serious about it. She 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 doesn't deserve grapefruit beer. She deserves Budweiser. <laughs> Which I've had that. I've had that beer. Here I go again, shooting myself in the foot with another potential <laughs> beverage sponsorship, but it is not good. It is not good. I, um, I didn't look good. It didn't look good. But the other note that I took is, when did Shep get Owen Wilson's voice? Like, he sounds... Like, at, uh, at one point, he's like, we can throw some righteous parties. And I'm like, yeah. all I expect him to be is like, wow, wow. <laughs> wow. He definitely, I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's a part of New Shep or is Maybe it? Maybe Owen Wilson is doing voiceovers. <laughs> for, for I feel like he's trying to be a bit more youthful because he clearly has a girlfriend in his, in her twenties. <laughs> and he's like, what do the kids young, say? Yo. What do the kids say these days? Uh, <laughs> oh, bunga dude. <laughs> yeah. So freaking funny. Like for, but for Craig to, related to the 5g towers and then he's trying to go to whitney's house and then he's like oh i wanted to plan something and i wanted to have this and that and it's just like gross like but go I mean, away. also like 
why do we continue to be surprised? This is the same man who wouldn't get a flu shot because he feared that he would have to walk backwards for the rest of his life. Yep. Like this is not the first time. I love time that they that included he... it. I <laughs> yeah. love that they included yes. it. <laughs> I don't know. That was a boring episode, honestly. <laughs> Nothing happened except they were realizing that Corona was real. Basically, Has you guys. Ever been happening since? La- not since Thomas Ravenel left, really. And that's the reason why they kind of should have just let the show go. Because Thomas was the center of the show. Thomas was a piece of shit. And once he got accused of sexual assault and settled in court or whatever, that's it. And then and then on top of that, it's like Cam left. Cam was the voice of reason. She was the narrator. Naomi left. She would put Craig in his place. It's just no point. Well, they had the only thing that made it worth watching, like because it used to be actually one of my favorite shows because I liked that girl power element. It gave me summer house vibes of like I could see my female friendships watching them, and it was fun to see kind of the girl group take on the good old boys. But now it's like, okay, cool, so they're gone, so we're just like watching all the villains. Yeah, Chef is the good like, guy, like Chef what? is the good guy because usually I would be like, you know, how he's kind of scared, he's straight up scared of Madison. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, yes, Madison, get his ass. But then now <laughs> knowing that Shep isn't the bad guy anymore, it's kind of like, hmm, I'm just waiting to see what happens with Pringle and Madison. Like, is he going to steal this girl? Like, what's going on? And then so, Patricia, Austin yeah. confronting Patricia. So that's what is going to keep me watching. And then obviously, shit's about to go down with the whole Black Lives Matter yeah. thing, which is yeah. the sole reason that I decided to come back to this show. So Yeah, because it definitely seems like it's not even the emoji thing that's going to get addressed. It's going to be like other perhaps problematic stuff. That's what the the preview looked like. I have to say, I hope that Ryan Bailey is not listening to this episode because <laughs> I think John Pringle's hot. I said it. You know that we're going to now <laughs> take this bit to promote <laughs> The show, and you know what? I'm set I up again. John you guys Pringle, set me up again. Listen, no, it's okay because I literally said it. I said it here, and I said it on she Ryan's did. show. Mm-hmm. I was like, John Pringle is hot, and he's like, why do you think he's hot? And I'm like, well, it's not just because of the way that he looks. Like, he's not an ugly guy, but he comes from old money. Mm-hmm. That's my thing is, and he runs in the right social circles. He's got then, deep pockets. Yeah, it's I'm a Capricorn. <laughs> so it's just like, that's why John Pringle is hot. And I stand by that. And I continue to stand by that. And also, I feel like he's really funny. I like humor. He is so I went to college in a beach town. Mm-hmm. And he is somebody, he's like a, an older gentleman sitting at the end of the bar that 19-year-old me would have like sat next to and talked yeah. up so that he could like buy me drinks all night. Like he gives exactly. me that energy and he'd be into it. Like he knows what it is. He's gonna be buying this drunk bitch shots and then we're gonna go on our separate <laughs> ways and be like, bye. So that was kind of like him. Did you see the part um the episode where he, it was the last episode where he was like trying to talk to the younger girls and he's like, You guys are in your 20s right i'm not even gonna guess he's like what's your favorite band justin bieber you like justin bieber and i I happen to like justin bieber i'm in my 20s so i'm like you know he's not wrong but it was just stupid and then one of ryan's points was like he was doing that on purpose so the girls are like oh my god look at this clueless guy like that is kind of his game of not having game honestly it works for me yeah exactly you know what i mean so (laughs) This is the thing. 
this is the thing. John Pringle is hot in multiple ways because also my other point was that he's fresh meat. We've mm-hmm. had new women, but we haven't had new men. The last new man that we had was Austin. Yeah, the and, human equivalent of mashed potatoes, Austin. Right. It was just like a younger chef. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, seeing the whole threesome thing with Madison is just like, I, even if I wanted to have a crush on Austin, I couldn't. That's so. you see that weenie tug scene around the world. Madison, 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 Madison <laughs> you're being fucking crazy. <laughs> and like they find a way to work it into almost every episode. And it's just like, I know the scene by heart. <laughs> so now we want to get to know you in a segment called getting to know oh no (laughs) you want to ask the first question so oh no (laughs) (laughs) what made you start doing lives um i started doing lives back in march at the start of the quarantine that was again when we were all clueless me and Monty were dming i'm a gemini so i'm just a total attention whore and i was like i haven't <laughs> left my house in two weeks can you imagine not leaving your house in two weeks and so we we did this thing at the time we were like we're putting the social and social distancing and we thought <laughs> it would be like a once or twice thing and then you know naturally the world would open up again but then of course it didn't and so now it's become like low-key one of the favorite my favorite parts of the week that i just go live with other people that love bravo and shoot the shit it's Um, so nice to talk shit about bravo mm -hmm. yeah i will say like your live was our first time guesting on anything because we didn't think yeah that was something new to us yeah we didn't know that other people wanted to talk to us (laughs) (laughs) so once we seen that we were like oh (laughs) and then we like guessed it on someone else's podcast so we were like okay so this is actually the thing now that was bold then i didn't realize that was your first guy that was your first guest spot because like going live is like added you know it's live there's no editing we were shitting (laughs) (laughs) okay so you always talk about dr bald and you know you have to know your you know your instagram posts and your lives and things to know who dr bald is so can you tell us our listeners who don't know dr ball who dr bald is Sure. Yeah. I have a lot of inside jokes. If you guys are listening and I'm ever posting something that you're like, what slide into my DMS? Cause I want everybody to be in on the joke, but there are a lot of like things that have totally gotten like out of control. So <laughs> Dr. Bald is my husband. He's not a medical doctor, just a man that went bald at 22. Um, I call him Dr. Bald because, you know, pre pandemic, we would be out like any, we would be out in public. We'd be out in a bar and like without fail, I will find him in the corner with like another balding gentleman and people <laughs> approach him because he's very, he went bald so young and he's like completely clean shaven. Like he's like Mr. Clean style shaved. So I think there's just a like energy about him. That's like, yes, I'm bald. I'm beautiful. And I'm here. And so like oh, yeah. men will find him and be like, okay, so you're a bald man. Can you like take a look at my hairline? Like how, how how many years do I have left? And he'll give his prognosis of like, you know, you got a couple good years left, like live it up, grow that hair. Or he'll be like, well, you it's know, it it's, it's, it's time to shave. It's time to let it go. So he gives his, so that's why I call him Dr. Bald. And I kind of said it in passing as a joke, but he has kind of become like a fan favorite. And now yeah. he's doing some like Patreon episodes with me. Cause he has like, really funny hot take so he's just a delight that dr bald 
And who is the official Ono Bravo correspondent? So that is my sister-in-law. Um, she was one of the only people, actually to this day, like a lot of people in my real life don't know about this little venture of mine. She was one of the first people that I told about it because when she started dating my brother, um, that was like one of the first things that we realized we had in common. And it's like, you guys know, it's so refreshing when you like, when somebody's like, oh, do you watch Bravo? And there are the people that like watch Bravo. And then there are the people that watch, watch Bravo. Bravo. And she started going into detail about like Kim Richards and the bunny. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I've met her. So she is the person that um, I call her the official Ono Bravo correspondent because she's the one that, you know, if I were to ever start a podcast one day, she would be my partner. Hell yeah. Oh my gosh. And what are her favorite Bravo shows? She literally watches everything. Like, you know how you, everybody always, she's going to be so mad I said this, but you know how everybody asks, like, who the hell is watching Tardy to the Party? She <laughs> We asked it. <laughs> like, she time. watches everything. But it's so funny because her favorite housewives, like our Venn diagram of top five housewives, there's only one in the mid- middle and it's Heather Holla Thompson. But she likes the, like holier than thou super who? regal like so she, she likes she? like camille like season one camille she loved she loves um she loves monique she yeah. loves uh like her new favorite um on salt lake city is meredith like she likes the like yeah yeah like i make that face too <laughs> meanwhile i'm like give me the messy <laughs> give me right. the like, dorinda and the candace the like standouts yeah the mary cosby goodness she's right up there too now <laughs> What who would be okay? So you haven't just had like randoms on your live, you've actually had people who've been on Bravo, like you've had dude from Shaza Sunset. So who would be your dream live guest? Oh my gosh. Um, I would love to have I would love to have anyone. I have like some, I've been sliding into some people. I'm super delusional. Like Luann, I put the Lou in delusional. Like I I just slide (laughs) into people's DMs like, hey, by the way, you want to come on? I think any Bravo celebrity I'd be super excited for. I kind of feel like the Giggly Squad, like Hannah and Paige, because they kind of got their start doing Instagram lives, it would be so fun to do a live with them. Um, But honestly, I think I would be even more like starstruck if I could get the guys from Watch What Crappens on my live i would like die that's definitely a good one what about if jacks like inbox you and well unblocked you and then inbox you and was like i want to be on your fucking show what would you say uh yeah of course i'd be like can you just set up your phone and then you and Brittany make your corn while we're live you can give us your best corn recipes like you know sure Brittany would be so here for that yes yeah, like, i love to <laughs> Just add mama's beer cheese on it. Exactly. <laughs> what is like one of the coolest connections that you've made or one of the coolest like gifts that you've received from making your Instagram? Because you're pretty popular. You have like what, like 18K? Yeah, it's been growing. So I just hit a personal milestone of Ooh, I have been stalking yes. Loverboy. <laughs> I have been having the hashtag um, hashtag Loverboy sponsorship for Ono Bravo's cousin. Like since I literally had three followers, one of which being my cousin, where when I told my cousin I was starting this, she was like, maybe one day you can just get big enough that somehow Kyle sends us Loverboy. You so manifested that became, it. Yeah, I that think became everyone something. needs to know that <laughs> yeah. she literally manifested you know, her dreams and her dream finally came true. So continue. 
Yeah. So I, I might, it may have been manifestation. It may have just been straight up stalking. Only they know Whatever. what it was, but Got you know, it. they <laughs> lover boy slid into my DMS and was like, Hey, we're coming out with a spritzer. Um, the variety pack of all of their spritzer flavors. Like, can we send you one? And I'm like, uh, can you? Yes. Yes, please. So <laughs> it was, um, that was definitely the coolest thing that has happened out of this for sure. And also on your lives, you, I think you do like tarot cards. So tell us about that. Like what you do affirmations and things yeah, like that. So like, what is that? It's an affirmation deck. It's called um, Affirmators, if anybody wants them. I like it because they're a combination of like woo-woo, but they're really funny. Like the the things that are on them are funny. So I just, at the end of my Friday lives, I pull um, an affirmation card. So I shuffle it and then just whichever one speaks to me or pops out or is on top, I'll pull. And that's kind of just our affirmation of the week of something to think about. Um, in my real profession, I'm a therapist. So I use affirmation cards just in my work. And so that was just something that I brought to my lives is like, yeah, we're going to talk about vapid silly shit, but we all are also living during a global pandemic. So like, let's also think about our mental health. Um, so yeah, it was just, it's just a fun thing that's kind of happened from there of people seem to enjoy it. And yeah, it's that's just something like a that little... I look forward to. Like I obviously always share your lives, but like when I actually go back to watch them, I look forward to the affirmations just oh, because, you know, that. I haven't really seen anyone really like do that in like after the chaotic <laughs> live <laughs> it's like you and your wig and your sunglasses talking about jacks eating corn <laughs> and then we come down and we have a, a funny positive affirmation so I really look forward to that I want to let Aww, you know that thank but you really that's that. so nice to hear <laughs> so continue to do that <laughs> so now we are going to reach our oh no or bravo segment a play on your okay. name because I love to do play on people's names. Love it. <laughs> so what you're going to do is respond, oh, no, as in no, or bravo to some situations that we're going to put you in. <laughs> okay, okay. Do you want to go I with, one, the, with the Kim Zosiak one that you thought of? Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> I'm already yeah. saying, oh, no. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Okay. Have Kim Zosiak pick out your wedding ring or have a Shiba Sheree designed wedding dress? Oh, oh no. to one and bravo to one. You have okay, it. I said oh no reflexively just because that... I, oh, God. Okay. <laughs> I think out of that, I would say oh no to Shiba Sheree because I don't want to be <laughs> naked because... <laughs> <laughs> spring summer fall like oh, when would I get the dress and I guess I would say bravo to the ring because it might be tacky but I'm sure it would be expensive hopefully she is pretty expensive yeah I, I mean the ring does mean a thing <laughs> <laughs> okay so oh no bravo go to a recording session with Lala or help Jackson Brittany launch their bear cheese line <laughs> Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> she sounds so disappointed. Disgusted again. This is a setup, people. Uh, okay, <laughs> I would say bravo to the recording session because I would hope that maybe DJ James Kennedy could be there, and that would be interesting for me. And then I say, oh no, to the beer cheese because no, thank you. I going into business <laughs> with Jax Taylor just seems like a one way ticket to prison. Honestly, <laughs> either I'm going in for tax fraud or murder. I'm not sure which. Oh 
We can go. Okay, so <laughs> I had to read this one because this is funny. Get a table flipped on you by Teresa, <laughs> or have Thanksgiving dinner with Aviva's prosthetic leg on your dining room table. <laughs> Um, you know, I think that Aviva's leg could be a beautiful tablescape. I'm sure that Kate Chastain could do something really pretty with that. So I'm going to go bravo to the Thanksgiving dinner with the leg and oh no to the table flip. Cause that could really, there was a lot of strength in I that know. flip. I was actually going to, you'd probably I'm glad pass you out, you know, <laughs> <laughs> especially if there's a vase on the table, you can imagine it just like hitting your head. <laughs> okay. Oh no, bravo have Giselle pick out an outfit for you or Robin do your taxes. (laughs) I mean, I feel like one has real life implications. (laughs) So I'm going to go, oh no to the taxes, bravo to the outfit and just really hope that no one sees me that day. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Erin has the last one. Okay, so this one. Go on a world a world tour with Candy or revive the Chicago Broadway show with Erica. Oh, that's, a that's fun okay. Part. Thanks for ending with a good one. A good one, um, yeah. We didn't want to shit I on would, you. <laughs> <laughs> I would go on the tour. That would be my Bravo. And Ono would be Chicago because if I have to be, you guys heard just a little sneak peek of my singing voice. I, I do not think that would be a successful uh, situation of me being in so Chicago. Far. so we are obsessed with well yeah we are obsessed because i'm making aaron obsessed with the holidays yes as i say every time we have this podcast i was born two days before christmas so we want to know (laughs) (laughs) we want to know some of your you know favorite like holiday traditions what is your least favorite Thanksgiving food? Ooh, um, I kind of love it all. I hate when the turkey's dry. I've had some really bad turkeys. So I think that the turkey it's can so make or break. It's so hard to get it just right. Yeah, I think the turkey can make or break the meal. What's your favorite Thanksgiving food? Uh, mashed potatoes and gravy, which is funny because mm. I always compare Austin to mashed potatoes. So now I'm rethinking this. That's a really bad comparison because I actually <laughs> love mashed potatoes. <laughs> what is the what is the Christmas gift that you would like to receive this year? Mm. Um, I would like a a ticket to BravoCon 2021. <laughs> what is your favorite Christmas movie? Ooh, I feel like. Elf, I always watch every year. I'm excited. I'm going to watch it with my daughters this year for the first time, which will be good. I always watch Love Actually, but I feel like every year I I watch it. Yeah, every year I watch it and I'm like, oh, like I find a new thing to be like, oh, like, oh, okay. That it's not a good movie. Yeah, I still, it's still one that I watch. But then I also, um, my grandma is obsessed with Hallmark movies, Hallmark Christmas movies. And she always comes to stay with us for like an extended period of time. And so it's fun to watch with her because she watches it like not ironically, like she just loves it. And then (laughs) me and my family, if you guys haven't found this, Google Hallmark, Hallmark Christmas drinking game. It is, you will be as lit as your Christmas tree by the end. It is so much fun. <laughs> so what's your favorite Christmas song? I love 
John Lennon's The War Is Over. That one just gives me like such happy holiday vibes whenever I hear it. Okay, and just tell us one of your favorite Thanksgiving traditions that are either, you know, someone else does or that you do yourself. Um, well, I don't want to incriminate myself. So let's say I don't <laughs> do this personally, but I do enjoy a nice cousin walk before oh, Thanksgiving yeah. dinner. Perfect. <laughs> Beautiful. What a great tradition that other people do. (laughs) Other people do it. It seems like it'd be a really fun time, but you know, I personally, who knows if I do it or not. (laughs) Who knows? We'll leave it up to you guys. (laughs) Exactly. Well, we want to tell our listeners that we have partnered with The Dip, which is basically a website for TV's biggest fans. Um, They do a lot of things, like they cover a lot of things on Bravo, not just reviews, but like behind the scenes takes interviews they're going to be doing some hangouts with some actual bravo celebrities we want you guys to sign up for a free 30-day trial with the code bwb friends so that's bwb f-r-i-e-n-d-s check out that website check out what they have to come and you know we have some really exciting things coming with them and we still have a few spots left if you guys haven't seen our announcement that uh, the first few people will be receiving a framed script from one of our favorite Housewives moments. So we want to thank you so much for coming on our podcast and we will definitely have you back. We had the best time on your live. So where can we find you? Do you have anything special coming up? Do you have a Patreon? Let us know about Miss Ono Bravo. Thank you for having me on. This was so much fun. Um, so yeah, and I need to have you guys back on my live too in the We're new down. year. Um, so you guys can find me at Ono Bravo on Instagram. I really promote the shit out of myself. I am very Luann adjacent. So all of the stuff's over there. I do have a new Patreon. That's kind of where I'm focusing a lot of my energy on at this time. I'm doing a rewatch of Atlanta starting in season one, which also, do you guys want to come on and recap an episode? I would love that. Atlanta. Hello. (laughs) Um, So I'm doing that right now. I also, for Thanksgiving week, I'm going to be taking a break from my lives just to spend time with my family. But I do have a Patreon um, episode ready to go with Dr. Bald recapping um, episode three of Salt Lake City. And it was a very good time. He has a lot of spicy takes. um, So definitely (laughs) head over there. But yeah, my lives are on Fridays and Sundays, um, five 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. And it's the comment section is honestly where it's at. They're all saved to my IGTV if you want to watch it at a later date. But tuning in live is an experience, I think. Who's your next guest or is it under wraps? I'm having on Friday or on this Sunday, I'm having um, Donnie from Know That Pod on. We love Donnie. I will be asking the hard hitting questions relating to that hot dog and mac and cheese situation (laughs) we love it and she always you know um if she has a guest coming up she always asks you guys the fans what you want to know about the guests or any questions for the guests so you guys definitely check her instagram out and submit any questions that you may have and thank you for joining us thank you guys for listening we love you so much thank you for getting us to 10k 
I guess yeah. our new goal is 20K. Yeah. So tell 10,000 of your closest friends, like Ramona, <laughs> to follow us. <laughs> and thank you for coming on our journey. Please leave us a five-star review. We are just finding out how important it is, and we really, really need to get on that. And if you ever disagree or want to confront us for the things that we say here, slide in our DMs, okay? Don't be shy, because Please, we yeah. like to hear different points of views and until next time it's kaya aaron and chelsea signing off thank you bye